0: Hey, welcome back to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. Today's guest is Zephyr Moses Blacksburg, and he talks about his year of purpose. Coming live from the Fly Studio in Commerce Township, it's the Fulfilling Life's Yearnings Podcast. And I'm your host, Blake Giovanni Thomas Soule. And if you're ready to be your best by writing the script of your life, to whatever you want it to be, and taking action on your dreams, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to enter the fly zone. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's the fly host you love the most, and I'm back with another episode of Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. And today, I'm really excited because I have zephyr and Moses Blacksburg on the podcast today. And it's cool because about gosh, seven to nine months ago, I was actually on his podcast talking about fulfilling life's yearnings. So now we get to reverse roles here and and get to learn about Zephin and all the cool things that he's up to in the world and how he is making an impact. So without without further ado, uh Zephan, welcome to the show. Thanks
1: for being here. And how are you today? What's going on, man? It's so good to be here. You know, we haven't, it's been almost a year and so so much can change in a year it's great to catch up and uh and tune in and see what's going on with you
0: absolutely and and speaking of a year and and how much can change uh gosh just just remembering where where we were at you know almost a year ago i was just starting my show and and you were in the middle of yours and 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 just being able to see what you have transitioned into now, you know, uh, new and noteworthy for your podcast on iTunes. You just had your new book come out. Uh, where I want to start with, um, just for my listeners, um, is to have you tell, you know, your story and, and and where you come from and what you've been up to.
1: Yeah, so almost exactly a year to the date uh, of recording this, I... Had just gotten back from travel hacking and couch surfing my way around the country for two months uh in an effort to really find who is Zephin at his core, you know when you strip away the securities of having your car and having your bed and knowing where you're gonna get your next meal from uh and really finding out who I was you know when you take everything away that uh could impact or you know change how I behave and so Coming back from that trip, you know, I really felt renewed and refreshed and uh, just wanted to dig deeper and and drive for more. And so I started the Year of Purpose podcast really as a promise uh, of saying, you know, everybody goes into the year with all these goals and things they want to achieve. So they make these New Year's resolutions. And one of the big things I found is that the reason why they don't work is that we never look at the year as the goal we just look at all this you know these 50 bullet points of the things we want to accomplish this year and then we get overwhelmed and frustrated and then none of those things really happen and so the podcast was this promise of i'm going to not only wake up every day and make sure that every day is attributed to making this my best year yet but I'm also going to interview other people who are doing this too uh, and find a way to share that with the world. So that that's really where a lot of the interviews um, have led to. But I think it's really worth mentioning how much changes in a year with small changes in your mindset and shifts into looking at life through a different lens. Um, and so what this really led to was 125-plus uh, interviews with Incredible. people – ranging from like Bali, you know, Indonesia to New Zealand to right in my backyard in Washington, D.C. And, um, you know, so not only meeting 125 plus people for half an hour to an hour, sometimes hour and a half interviewing them and finding out what makes them tick, uh, but launching uh, Life Rescripted on Amazon, my first book, hit number one bestseller status in three different categories, um, you know, and, and really just growing into a coaching business and really helping people do the same thing that I did, you know, getting down to that core of who are you and what is it that you really want? Uh, because a lot of us have this story of uh, what we think we want. And then there's kind of the story underneath of that of what we truly want. Uh, what we think we want is distracted by the nonsense, the fears, uh, the the things that people told us that we can't do. And so when you really get down to that story, a lot of magic starts to happen. And that's really where the last year went for me was, you know, I developed myself and and built this core foundation of, you know, if I'm going to help others do this, I need to get myself up and running 110%. And uh, now I offer that out to people who are interested in working with me.
0: You know, what you were saying there to me was was just incredible because i don't know if I told you this last time when we talked, but but you in your podcast and what you were doing was was one of the reasons really why why I wanted to be able to start you know having my own show as well and, and just from hearing your interviews and I still remember it. You know, when, when, when your show comes on and, and you ask that question about what have you thought about what your life could look like a year from now? If you started working towards that goal or whatever that thing is that you wanted to pursue. And I was like, Oh my goodness. What, like, what could I do? (laughs) Like in a year's worth of time? Like you got this guy here. He's about the same age as me. You know, he, he's, he's killing it with his show and he has great people on that he's interviewing. Oh my gosh. I, I want to be like Zephin when I grow up, you know? So I was like, <laughs> So I was like, gosh, what, what 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 can I do to start doing that? And you've kind of laid out, you know, the, the 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 pathway for for others coming up. Can you talk about what what was it that you learned from from having those those um hundred and twenty-four inspirational humans on your show that gave you the the mucksy to say, you know what, I have a story as well that I can share and and also put that in a
1: book that others can read and enjoy? Yeah, well, first, I want to be like me when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that's awesome to hear. And it's so cool to see where things have gone for you. And I mean, look what happens when one person steps up. And uh, and shows people what's possible. And I've been bringing this up more and more lately to people. But, you know, if you've ever heard of the myth of the five minute mile, you know, for the longest time, Olympic athletes and runners, nobody could break this time limit of Mm -hmm. a less than five minute mile. And once the first person did it and showed everyone it was possible, there were like 100 people a month later who all did the same thing. So crazy. You know, I think it's, it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, either you're going to be that person who steps up and says, I'm going to make this possible so other people can see what they can, what they are really uh, capable of achieving. Or, you know, you really have to find yourself someone that you can surround with uh, to say, okay, they're making it possible. Let's, you know, hang out with them and spend more time with them, find out what they're doing so that we can do it too. So that, that's really the, the key there is why I, I met and learned from so many people. Now, what I learned and what I got out of it So many things. I mean, I've had everybody from, uh, I always use this example. Her name's Sonia. She was on an earlier episode. She had the courage to become the first woman ever to stand up paddleboard across the Bering Strait, Mm -hmm. Uh, and at the time when we talked to her, she was prepping to row an ocean rowing boat from Japan to San Francisco, and it's like a 160-day trip. She had to pack all of her clothes and food, and she wasn't going to have an assistance boat. I mean, she was going to do it all on her own. and so it's, it's people like her where I get to learn things like persistence and patience and, uh, and that you have to try again. Cause she actually ended up having to get rescued by, um, by like Coast Guard because she left and, uh, I think she was delayed in her timing because of Japan and how they import and export stuff and getting her boat there on time. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I learned so much from all these people and it's always something different, but I think the biggest overarching lesson that I've taken away is that uh, oftentimes we look at these people who are, uh, you know, number one, this number one, that big names is is like the phrase that comes to mind. And we say, oh, man, I want to be just like them. And we never think to reach out and just say, hey, you inspire me. I think it's great what you're doing. I would love to, and and don't use the word pick your brain, because people use this way too much. It's right. way too cliche. <laughs> but you gotta find you have to find a way to pick their brain without asking them with that wording, because that's like the worst possible wording in the world. Um pick your brain, I've learned, kind of means, hey, I wanna really uh use and leverage your time because I don't value it as much even though I know you're going to give me all this stuff for free and so uh, find a different wording for that you know and and build a relationship with somebody but the lesson has been don't see these people as uh, almost like celebrities in that they're untouchable and unreachable Uh, you know just the other day uh, for the longest time I've always thought it's near impossible to get in touch with someone like Gary Vaynerchuk you know Mm -hmm. he's busy dude only has five minute meetings with people, never really meets for any longer than that. And, um, while he's super active on social media, I always thought I'd never get in touch with him. And the craziest thing was I saw this email come through the other day and, uh, it was an email from Twitter saying that he had tweeted and mentioned me. And on top of that, he had commented on one of my Instagram postings within like a five minute time period. So I knew he was watching (laughs) and, um, so I think the biggest lesson is don't think these people are untouchable. Uh, don't be afraid to, to reach out to them and let them know, uh, you know, even if they haven't inspired you yet, but you've just seen, you know, maybe one of their videos uh, and you say, wow, you know, th- you're definitely someone I need to keep following. Let them know about that because first of all, that makes their day. You know, you never know what they're going through and what battle they're going through. But second of all, you'd be surprised how many of them will reach back out to you and say, you know, what What can I do for you? They do want to help. I don't think they're untouchable. And I think that's been the biggest lesson is take that risk and reach out and let them know how you really feel.
0: Definitely. That makes a lot of sense to me. And And I want to dig a little deeper on that point and ask you, you know, for someone who's been reaching out to... To these you know uh, inspirational humans and, and and getting them on your show what what has that growth been like for you you know when you originally started out till now where where now it's kind of like it's part of your habit it's you know it's more like more along the lines of who you are how does it feel to to get in contact with someone and then, and then have them on your show and then begin to build those relationships with them. Was this something that took time for you to get used to? Or was it kind of like, I'm just going to dive head first, screw whatever I'm feeling, whether I'm scared or not, and I'm just going to go through with it
1: well, I think it's a huge confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, everybody wants to be in the group of cool kids. Right. Uh, and I think when you get that first interaction, it shows you that it's possible and then you just want to keep going. Cause you, you know, you crave meeting more and more people and, and wanting to be around these people. Um, so I, I really think my confidence has expanded, you know, it's gotten me to the point where, um, a great experience this past winter i think it was in like october or november was uh i was asked to come and speak at dc podfest to a bunch of podcasters and uh to be that guy for once where you show up and all these people know who you are or know of you or have heard of your podcast is like the best feeling in the world because you know that you've uh, accomplished and, and have uh, you know, reached so many people's lives. And so to be that guy that people are coming up to and they're just like, Oh my God, can I take a picture with you? Or, you know, <laughs> let's talk. Do you have a few minutes? I, I think that's one of the best feelings in the world. And it it's not, it's not that, um, it's not necessarily the celebrity factor, but it's more to know that you've actually made an impact because that's kind of why we're out here in the first place, you know, mm-hmm. is we want to put a message out there to the world and we just hope that it, it sticks with somebody. And so to see that that physical proof of, you know, breaking down that barrier, we're no longer just someone who added me on Facebook, like you're a real person who came up to me face to face, put your arm around me and said, hey, you know, let's grab lunch together. I, I think that uh, really just... That's what life is about, you know, making those interactions, uh, making those experiences. That's perfect. And, and and talking about
0: that too, when when you begin making these changes to to impact others' lives. You know, for for the people listening in, what what is something that that they could do, you know, they're saying like, ah, oh, oh this is all fine and dandy, but you know, I couldn't do that or et cetera. You know, we hear those excuses all the time that Uh, well, that's cool that, you know, Zephyr Blake did this, but how, well, how do I necessarily fit into this equation to, to make other people's lives better, especially when you're just starting out? What, what would you would say would be the, the number one thing for someone to start doing?
1: Yeah, I would definitely point to a chapter in my book, actually. So in Life Rescripted, which uh, anyone can check out on Amazon, there's a chapter where I talk about, I called it the life casting principle. Um, and it's really about looking at your life as if, you know, you have a casting director who chooses the people that you invite into your life. Uh, you know, we've all heard the saying that you're the sum of the five or the three people you surround yourself with the most. But I think that the best number one thing you can do for yourself is choosing who you're going to spend the most time with. And the three people that I often encourage you to find are a, a coach, a mentor, and a mentee. Um, I think that you always have something to teach. And so being able to provide that to someone who uh wants to learn from you it is a good place to start. And then finding yourself a a coach and a mentor, and there's actually quite a big difference between the two. Quite oftentimes a mentor uh is an unpaid position that you kind of slide into. Uh, I've just kind of found people throughout my life who have given me, you know, great wisdom and knowledge from their life experiences and we've developed this friendship where uh, you know, every time we get together, there's some new lesson that we're both sharing and learning, uh, and growing with each other on, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, the coaching mindset of a teacher and a student, but more of we're we're on the same level of both coming to an understanding and a learning of a particular thing that we both want to grow on, um, you know, and, and the mentor maybe perhaps has a little extra, uh, wisdom or, you know, years to, uh, provide you with a little different or, or a better insight. Um, and then along the coaching lines, I think that was really the number one thing I ever did was, uh, I quit my job and within about six months I took a huge risk and hired a coach. I spent $11,000 on a 12 month business coaching program with someone that I trusted and, uh, I can honestly say that I went from in those 12 months, not even, it, it really only took like four months to get there uh, after working with them. I went from the measly 30000 a year uh, roughly you know estimated salary that I was getting working at the Apple store uh, to actually growing a business that made me $60,000 the next year. So wow. not only, do, you know, it's scary when it, people hear $11,000. Yeah, I went for broke. I spent money I didn't have. But it's one of those things where it's like, if you want to go big, go big or go home. And so I really knew that it was showtime. And how was I going to show up? I had to show up in a way that I hadn't showed up before. And that meant taking a bigger risk. That meant putting, you know, all my, uh, you know, everything I had in one basket and saying, you know, here you go, I'm ready to do this. And it's an investment in yourself. You know, it's scary to spend that type of money, or, or really, even if it were a $1,000, you know, if it were a 10th of that, um, I think it, it's a scary thing to do. But the reward on the other side of that is so much greater. And it really is about what you're going to put into it. You know, if I hired a coach and I said, hey, you know, let's let's spend an hour together and I'm gonna give you 10 bucks. Well, they're not invested in me as much. You know, they might care about me. They might think I'm a great person, but at $10, they're not as invested in, in me. And on top of that, how accountable do you think I'll hold myself to actually do the things my coach asks me to do if I've only invested $10 in them? You know, so I I think investing in a coach, I'm not saying go out and find a hundred thousand dollar coach, but I think investing in a coach and seeing it as, uh, you're, you're investing in yourself, not necessarily that person. You're investing in, uh, who you're going to be where the grass is greener because you're starting to water it. And as you work with this coach, you're watering it and, and growing it and, you know, really nurturing it even more and more over time. Exactly.
0: Because, you know, even the greatest athletes or people, they have coaches, you know, we, if we want to be able to reach that next level, I'm not saying that everyone always needs but a coach, but it definitely does help, especially when you can have that person and uh, to to keep you accountable and to help you achieve the thing that you say you want to do. And, and, and a coach is definitely something that that is worth it. You know, look at, Zephan as a testament of that. Um here we are after we've talked about seven, nine months ago, and just to hear all the changes that have been going on with him in his life. And and so Zephane, I do want to ask you now that you are on this other side, you know, you you published your book recently, um, you're being uh doing more speeches and and traveling the world, what is it like now that you've made it up? or some way of the mountain or even to the top of the mountain and you're kind and you're setting into your groove and being able to fully do the things that you love. What's life like
1: for you now? Well, the funny thing is that once you get to the top of that mountain, you realize that there's another ridge and another mountain on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth is, it, it it doesn't stop there. And if we continue to set that bar and say, I'll be happy if or I'll be happy when I get to this point, mm-hmm. you're going to be really surprised when you get there to find that, yes, while you are a little bit happier, while you are a little bit more successful, there's still, you know, the sky's the limit, there's still so much more uh, to go. And I think the best way to talk about the difference and the change in my life is actually to go back to a text message that my cousin sent to me recently. And this is a text that I sent to him when I was back working in my nine to five job. And, uh, it was winter of, I think it's 2012. Okay, So this is, you know, roughly four years ago, um, like three and a half. And the first text is in September, and it says, uh, I guess we were talking about, you know, what was going on and just catching up. And I said, I'm pretty unhappy all around. It's time for a change, just not sure where to start. And even from September to the next text that I sent him in December, a few months later, uh, he was checking in with me and I said, kind of hating work and life isn't satisfying. And I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's really important to bring those two things up because, Um, You know, that shows where I was roughly three years ago. And if you look at it, nothing changed from September to to December Mm -hmm. because I didn't change. I was still working for Apple. Uh, I was still staying in that job. I was still doing the same things that were already producing the same result. And so to look at the change and, and how I've grown over time, it's just, it's unimaginable. I mean, if you had gone to that person that sent that text message and said, hey, in three years from now, you're not only going to write a book, despite the fact that you have a learning disability, you're not only going to interview some of the most successful and happiest people in the world and do all these things, I would have said, get out of here. You know, <laughs> like, who are you kidding? Where's security? I mean, it and it's not to brag about what I've done, but more to say like there was this decision that I had to make and there were a lot of risks that I had to take to make that happen. Um, and and the number one thing that's changed for me is that I've become that person who's not afraid to take those risks or to make those decisions because some of them are going to fail. It's just inevitable. That's how it's going to be. But it's kind of like, um, if you can think of playing, uh, the scratch off game. If you had a little bit better winning percentage, you know, if I go to buy 10 scratch off tickets. You know, seven or eight of them probably aren't going to win me any money and one or two of them are going to win me a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's the point is you're, you're never going to even win those couple of bucks if you don't try to, to buy, you know, 10 or so scratch offs. Now, I'm not telling you to go try to win the lottery because your chances are terrible and your chances in life are <laughs> way better than that. But just to really give you an example of you don't even give yourself that opportunity to win until you try multiple times. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this one thing, and uh, if it doesn't work, then you know, screw it, like <laughs> game over. <laughs> um, so I, I think the biggest change and transformation of me is, is becoming that person uh, who really just looks at uh, the obstacles and things that come up head on and just say, you know what, uh, whether I think this is or isn't going to work, I've just got to try it, and if it doesn't work, I'll learn from it, and I'll try something different, and I'll change it, and I'll be better next time
0: you know what, I love it. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And really, because you have, gosh, a, a way with words and, and and your ability to be able to, you know, throw in the stories and the experiences that you've gone to, Partially because you're still so fresh in your memory. And also because like you're going through all of these things while you are still developing. and And, and to me, that's one of the, the, the most, uh, coolest parts about, you know, who you are and, and what you're doing as far as having the Your Purpose podcast and then not having the life rescripted scripted out your, your book and then also being able to, um, do all these other exciting things that you're working on. But I did want to ask you as well, what, what has been something like mind blowing to you that's happened because of the podcast or, or writing your book, whether it's something like, Oh my gosh, that that was so funny or just something that crazy that went down because of you pursuing, um, this, this higher level of life for yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, the big thing that I've actually been almost like embarrassed to tell people lately or, or just haven't said enough of has been, uh, oddly enough, success doesn't always bring money. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Great example here. The book sold 2,000 copies uh, in the first week that it came out. But if I told you how much that I've actually made and pocketed, uh, you'd be floored. You know, after all the money that I've invested in making the book happen, which really wasn't a lot, I think it took less than about $1,500 to pull everything off, Mm -hmm. um, I've actually only pocketed about $200. and the lesson that I've pulled out of this is that funny enough right now I'm at my lowest financially uh, as I put the video business that I do full time to the side and on the back burner mm-hmm. while I was working on these projects, you know, all these things I've done, the podcast, the book, it's all for the people, right? It's all for everyone who's tuning into this stuff. And it never has been, uh, you know, asking for, for money, uh, at least not in a way where I'm asking for much of anything. right? And, so this the crazy surprising thing has been that I'm actually at my lowest financially. I'm not broke. I'm not in debt. But I'm not making the same as I was when I was really hustling in my video business. Um So I'm at my lowest financially. I'm at my highest level of happiness that I've ever been in. And it's just boggling my mind because I've always – set that bar of hey you know when I can make a six-figure business or when I can make more money or have a $10,000 month again I'm gonna be happy again well a, that doesn't work. <laughs> but B, you'd be so surprised how your level of happiness increases as you let go of the things that are producing money and start focusing on the things that you really want to do. And, um, you know, Alan Watts, the philosopher, talks about that. He says this a lot. Uh, he said, uh, you know, focus on the things that you really want to do. And the money will come later. And I know it's so scary. You know, we live in a world where it's like, you've got to pay rent. You've got to pay this. You've got to pay that. And trust me, I get it. But, you know, you're not. There's this good uh, picture that's going around. Everybody keeps posting it of, you know, you weren't put here to pay taxes and die. And you weren't like if you think your purpose was was to be put here to just make money and and just do whatever, uh, you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, You're missing the whole point. Your your purpose was to uh, you know push your body to its limits, to push your mind to the highest extent it can go. You know I'm getting up at four thirty a.m. three days a week to work out at five a.m. Getting in the gym two nights a week to train jujitsu for an hour and a half and, and. pushing my body to the limit um you know i'm pushing my mind to the limit by reading books like uh here's my reading list right now i've got seneca who wrote on the shortness of life i've got rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki uh and grow rich by napoleon hill you know i'm not reading the next harry potter sequel here and and so i think that you know when you truly harness every aspect of, of who you are and what your body allows you to do, um, that's when you're going to find you're at your happiest point and that's where, when you're going to find that uh, money doesn't really matter and, and uh, you'll be quite surprised at how your life starts to to turn around and uh I'll, and I'll reiterate too this doesn't mean I'm eating ramen noodles every night you know this mm-hmm. doesn't mean that my bank accounts in the red you know definitely still work on your savings still be careful with your retirement but um you know you'd be surprised what happens when you don't make the the big bucks that you have in certain months especially as a freelancer
0: right and it's crazy how that happens and I love that you shared that too because this the, the things that I'm always doing, they're not always the ones that are bringing in, like you were saying, the, the most cash or revenue, but these are really those moments that I look forward to doing, like having people on the show and, and just being able to connect with them and then being able to share these these experiences with other people. And I, and, and to me, you can't put a price on that. It, it just fills me up with, with, with so much joy to the point that I'm like the kid in school who, learn something so cool and exciting that they cannot wait to get home and go share it with their parents.
1: And, and and that's me every time I do a show or or even learn something new. And if you're waking up every morning and, and that's how you're approaching it, then you're doing something very right. Uh, and it, I also think that it's worth adding just real quick is that um, so many people get to this point where they're right on the cusp of something great. You know, when I was starting this podcast, even four or five months in, I'm, I wasn't getting 10,000 people downloading, you know, my episodes. I wasn't getting the the crazy, uh, you know, numbers and things that I thought I was supposed to get because I saw what everyone else was doing who was successful. And I think one of the bigger things I got was, uh, you know, Pat Flynn talked a lot about how, you know, his podcast the first year, it didn't do a whole lot, but he stuck with it. And the crazy thing is now that I'm getting almost exactly a year from starting the the show, I'm actually seeing the numbers go up. Like you can actually see one day where it just started to go up and it started to stay consistent. And I think that uh, you just have to know that you're pushing for something big and it might suck. It might you know, be hard to do, but if you just stay with it a little bit longer than you normally would have, uh, there's something crazy big on the other side of that.
0: That's awesome how that works out. And, and and you're so right, you know, just just reiterate that. It's like finally, like there was a wall that you hit and you were at that wall for a little while and you've been banging at it and banging at it and banging at it probably about a million times. And then now finally on that million and one hit, it finally starts cracking and you can start going through. So that that is so cool how that works out because even for myself, that's that's what I'm going through is, is, is just – Sticking with it, and for anyone that's listening in too, you know it, it's not going to happen tomorrow, or or maybe not even the next week or the next month. But if you continually get better at what you're doing, and and like um, the slight edge says, you know the the penny a day philosophy is, you keep on doing this thing day after day. You know you're only going to be able to get starting getting better when you start really focusing on 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 that task at hand. And so I think Zephan models that so great. And I just want to thank you for for spending some time with us today. And and before you get out of here, Zephyr, I want to ask you um what your definition of fulfilling life's yearnings is.
1: I think that fulfilling your life's yearnings is really about – and I'm going to kind of pull a a piece here from a book I've been reading lately. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Mm -hmm. Um, He talks about how if you knock over a domino, it actually has enough power to knock over a domino that's 50% larger than it. And so if you were to line up all these dominoes uh, in a row with the first domino, let's just say it's two inches tall. If the second one is three inches tall because it's 50% larger – The 18th domino would be the size of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. The 23rd would be the size of the Eiffel Tower. The 31st would be 3,000 feet taller than Mount Everest. And the 57th domino would almost be the distance from the Earth to the Moon. So I think when it comes to fulfilling life's yearnings, it's all about giving yourself that permission and that courage and that strength but really, that courage and strength comes out of the permission. You have to tell yourself and remind yourself on a daily basis that it's okay to knock over that first domino. Oftentimes, we're too scared to do it because we see how quickly that can turn into, you know, that that 50th domino that almost reaches to the moon. And I think that you know you have to give yourself that permission uh, to knock over that first one and really get started on what your dream is because you can get there much quicker than you think. But it doesn't happen unless you get started Mm, that is deep excuse me and that was by Uh, So that's from The One Thing. It's an amazing book. It's called uh, The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And it's by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. And uh, it's an amazing book. I've read it once before. I'm actually going back through it, which I rarely do with books. Um, So it's really an amazing, a good, quick read. But it's all about, you know, what's the one thing that you need to focus on? And I think that for anyone tuning in right now, the one thing for you guys to focus on, if you're really trying... Trying to find uh, or create—I wouldn't even say find—if you want to create, because you need to build it yourself—a fulfilled life. It's all about giving yourself that permission to knock over that first step and get the ball rolling.
0: Incredible! So, thank you again, Zeph, and I really do appreciate you taking the time out to, to come on and, and, and share. You know, the, the insights that you've been able to, to learn and, and make sense of over the past year from, from your experiences. And, and so all the things that, that Zephan was talking about for you guys listening in will be in the blog post. And I'm definitely going to write down those books that, that Zephan mentioned earlier in the episode. So if you're looking to check out some new reading material, those will be included there, and in well, I mean, as well. And then
1: Zephan, um thanks again. Were there any final words that you wanted to share? Uh, you know, if you're interested in checking out Life Rescripted, it's up on uh, Amazon.com. You can also head on over to LifeRescriptedBook.com. And, uh, you know, if you guys and, and this is really for you, man, if you guys are tuning in and you like the show, uh, it's not about me because he's the he's still asking the, the good questions here. So give him some uh, thumbs up there, uh, like and review his episode. All that stuff really helps to show other people how great of a job he's doing. So uh, give him some love over on iTunes.
0: I appreciate that, Zephan. And also tell us where where can we find you at on social media to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so facebook.com slash year of purpose. Also uh, on Instagram, you know, year of purpose and uh, same thing for Twitter as well. Um, Facebook I'm probably on the most And we actually have a cool thing We're starting now Maybe uh, let's get you in on this too uh, We created a life Rescripted mastermind group It's a closed Facebook group That we're bringing people into uh, Basically to give them a space To express not only their goals But their struggles And find out what it is they really want to do um, And overcome that stuff So that's at uh, facebook.com slash groups slash life rescripted and uh you guys can request to join over there. It's totally free, but we're keeping it a closed group to make sure that we can have not not only the people that really want to be there, uh, but the best of the best people in there.
0: That's awesome. So again, I'll make sure that all of those are included with the with the episode notes. And man, that was that was awesome. I, I really enjoyed, you know, just hearing again what you've been up to and Hopefully, we can do this more often. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all the cool, exciting things that you have coming up next.
1: Absolutely, man. Thanks so much for having me. and uh, It's always great catching up and seeing where you are.
0: Awesome. Talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to Fulfilling Life's Yearnings. I want to know what your biggest takeaway is, so please head on over to fulfillinglifesyearnings.com today and click on the show notes link for today's episode which is located on the homepage and leave a comment. The show notes page is where you can find the resources mentioned during the show. and will be very valuable for you on your own journey to stay up to date about what's happening. Please subscribe to my newsletter and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're subscribing on iTunes, it would definitely mean a lot to me. If you would leave a review to show future potential listeners of fulfilling life's yearnings, what you think As your voice helps them decide if fulfilling life's yearnings is right for them. Now it's in your hands. Are you ready to fly? Till next episode, stay in the zone and make today a fly day by taking action on your dreams.